We found the computer outlet, sir. Plug in. You should be able to interpret the entire Imperial network. You are listening to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming organization. Stay tuned for global news from the front lines of the Empire as the men and women of Vader's fist celebrate more than a decade of promoting Star Wars, honing the art of costumes and props, and contributing to the community through charity and volunteer work. And here are your hosts. Take it away, troopers. Copy that. Hello everyone, I'm Joe, SL12743, and welcome back to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Vader's Fist. This is episode 96 for June 2016, and here are your hosts. I already told you about me. Well, uh, here's everyone else. (laughs) This is Nikki, DZ8397. And Marcus, TK14057. Well, the 501st Legion is currently at 9,581 members with 16,794 approved costumes in the Legion. Now, for comparison, Marcus dug up some previous year's numbers. We were at 7,732 last year and 6,748 in 2014. So we've gained 2,833 new members in two years. Well, this episode, we add some new costumes to our reference library, celebrate the life of another special Katie, talk with UKG about Celebration Europe, and rock the Grand Ole Opry with Weird Al. Stay tuned. Recent news. So I'm not sure if we've talked about Andrew, TK3220's year-long series of articles that he's written for the io9 blog site yet. And if we haven't, we've certainly been remiss. His final article was published on June 19th, and we'll put the link in our show notes. Essentially, it was a handy walkthrough of all the steps of joining the 501st Legion, how to troop safely, how to build your stormtrooper costume piece by piece, and lots more. So be sure to check out the whole series if you've ever thought of becoming a 501st Legion stormtrooper. Plus, there's some general tips on how to troop safely in there that work well for everyone. Speaking of costuming, there's been some new additions to our costume reference library since our last episode. The Spec Ops Detachment has a new costume, the TFA First Order Elite Stormtrooper. And the Clone Trooper Detachment has pumped out a few more new clone CRLs. The Clone Wars Standard 501st Phase 2 Clone, the 501st Cold Weather Clone from Season 1 of the Clone Wars, Phase 1 Clone Trooper Jesse from the Clone Wars, and Fordo from the 2D Clone Wars Micro Series. Congratulations to all involved on those. And the CRL for Ponda Baba went from a gray in progress, CRL to green. Congratulations and a job well done to the Craig clan. We'll have links to all of these in our show notes so you can check them out. As always, if you have any questions about how to join the 501st Legion, email us at recruit at 501st.com and we'll get you started. We'll be talking more about Star Wars Celebration in London later on in our show, but at the moment, we'd like to give a shout-out to all the artists, many of them 501st Honorary members, that were selected for the art show. Congratulations! Here's the blurb from the website. The Star Wars Celebration Art Show brings together talented artists from around the world, each having passed a panel of Lucasfilm judges to earn their place in the show. Each artist has crafted an exclusive Star Wars art print to be sold in limited numbers 
throughout the weekend. These amazing limited edition prints highlight a diverse range of styles and Star Wars subjects, but all underscore the passion and artistry of their creators. Those who are attending Star Wars Celebration Europe can pre-order Celebration Art prints. They must be picked up at the show and can only be pre-ordered by ticket holders for the event, but you can make arrangements to have someone attending pick it up for you if you're not going. We'll have links in our show notes about how you can view all the art and place your pre-orders. And another cool art-related endeavor for Celebration Europe is the Biker Scout Helmet Project sponsored by the Replica Prop Forums. You can check out some of the finished helmets over at facebook.com slash Project. All of the artists have been so imaginative in turning a regular old scout bucket into phenomenal pieces of art. Some recently finished pieces have been the Boy Scout, a scout trooper helmet that looks like an American Boy Scout, BB Scout, which is a mashup of BB-8 and a Scout helmet, and Scout, the new batch, which is a Gremlin Star Wars mashup. <laughs> so like the previous helmet projects, these will all be auctioned off to benefit Make-A-Wish, and the auctions start on Friday, July 15th. There are so many fantastic ones, so check out the photos at facebook.com slash Project. Details on how you can bid on these helmets will be released in the next week or two. The auctions will be hosted on Make-A-Wish UK's own eBay auction account, so all the ending bids will go directly to them. Hello, this is Weird Al Yankovic, and you're listening to the 501st Cast. Aren't you? Mission reports. This is Chris Bansell, PR officer for Old Line Garrison, TR-10104, with a mission report. In February of this year, Two Harford County Sheriff's deputies were killed in the line of duty in Bel Air, Maryland. Since then, the community has rallied to raise money and support for the families that were left behind. St. Mary's Church in nearby Abingdon, Maryland, hosted a Star Wars night on May 14th and invited Old Line Garrison to attend. We came out, Emily, myself, Devin, and Charlie, wearing black and blue striped armbands to remember the deputies who were lost. The relatively small crowd, although there were a lot of kids, descended on the church's multi-purpose room, raising over $300 to give to the Benevolence Fund. Adults worked the grill, serving up hamburgers and hot dogs to go along with popcorns and other snacks to the kids, all of which they kindly offered to our troopers. The kids made balloon animals, lightsabers, blasters, and other creations, many of which ended up as totally approvable modifications to our costumes. We were joined by Jason from the R2 Builders Club, who, along with DJ R2, played some tunes for us and the kids to dance to. And we played along and had a lot of fun with everybody in attendance for about an hour and a half. There was occasional Star Wars trivia and a kids' costume contest. We were backed up by Squires Amy and Brian. Brian was visiting from the Alaskan Outpost, so that was a special treat for all of us. This troop reminded us of why we do what we do to support the community, and it was especially meaningful to myself, Devin, and Emily, who all grew up under the protection of the Harford County Sheriff's deputies. On April 16, 2016, Ecuador was hit severely by a 7.8 magnitude earthquake, which caused heavy damage and casualties. As part of the general relief plans, the Ecuadorian colony in Costa Rica, with support from their embassy, made the arrangements to organize a fundraiser activity in Heredia Central Park on May 1st. Three members of Costa Rica Outpost couldn't think of a finer way to spend 501 day then by helping support their relief efforts as best as they could from afar. 
Garrison Carita participated in a great event once again at the Brandywine Zoo, invading on May 14th with 37 troopers, including support from the Rebel Legion. The event kicked off with breakfast promptly at 8.45 a.m. inside the zoo. 100 zoo members came in early to get quality one-on-one time with all of the characters. After about an hour, troopers headed back to their changing room to de-suit, eat breakfast, and relax before the main event started at noon. Gates officially opened at 11 a.m., and there was a line way down into the zoo parking lot. Within the zoo, there were five main stations. This helped to disperse the crowds a bit, and people were able to visit more characters with less time spent waiting in line. Towards the end of the event, all of the characters and staff gathered for a group photo, but not before making sure every kid possible was visited with. Almost 3,000 people attended, which is a record number for a single-day event at the zoo. This helped generate nearly $20,000 for the zoo, and that will help fund upgrades and international conservation projects. Plus, there were three large tubs of toys collected that will go to Ronald McDonald House and distributed at future Garrison Carita events. Plus, the pièce de résistance of the day was when Trooper Luke TB41007, in his first event in his Kashyyyk Trooper, proposed to his longtime girlfriend and Karita Cadet Georgia just after the group photo. Congratulations on your engagement, guys. We'll have links to photos from this troop in our show notes. Thanks to Gene DZ10073 for that report. 30 members of Garrison Argentina stormed the Argentina Comic Con the weekend of May 20th through 22nd. They spent all three days staffing their booth, posing for photos with fans in their photo op area, and talking with convention attendees about the 501st Legion. They also had costumes on display and hosted panels. On the final day of the convention, they participated in a closing parade that featured all of their attending members in costume. Great work, Garrison Argentina. We hope you see some new recruits and event requests thanks to this appearance. And thanks to Claudio, SL74666, for that report. Edicio is a child from a rural area of the Caribbean region who got sick and required medical attention at Costa Rica Children's Hospital. Edicio made a great recovery, but social services denied his release from the hospital because of the lack of adequate housing at home. In order to release him, his family needed to have a well-constructed house with full power and water services. In order to fulfill this requirement, Arte por Amor, Art for Love Foundation, organized several fundraisers in order to help Edicio's family, and we're pleased to report that as of May 22nd, Edicio's new home is nearly complete, but still needs some final details and furniture. As part of efforts, Arte por Amor made a special photo booth event with the help of several cosplayers and the 501st Legion on the weekend of May 21st and 22nd. Nine of Costa Rica Outpost's finest attended on May 22nd to help fundraise. Thanks to Grand Admiral Ed AR5494 for that report. We have another roundup report from Old Line Garrison in Maryland. They had 11 troops between May 21st and June 11th, which included two relays for life, two birthday parties, a motorcycle safety day event, and a STEM festival, S-T-E-M festival. Troopers found a few things of interest at the STEM event, like the booth about prosthetics. Definitely good to learn more about that, given how often people in the Star Wars universe are losing limbs. One of the troopers kept patrolling near the robotics department, where he was repeatedly asked if these were the droids he was looking for. Overall, that troop went rather well, and they left with a lot of intel for the R&D department. Perhaps even something they could use to repair the exhaust port issue on the Death Star with, we keep hearing about. 
So Empire City Garrison was invited to appear at the New York Philharmonic performance of a John Williams celebration at Lincoln Center in New York City on Tuesday, May 24th. They were having a red carpet and cocktail reception prior to the concert and thought it might be very cool to have some stormtroopers or other Star Wars characters on the red carpet greeting gala guests. Empire City Garrison troopers arrived at the Lincoln Center at approximately 4 p.m. and were given a secure changing room. Next, the troopers were brought to the cocktail room and red carpet area for a briefing on the event and what their role was going to be in it. After the briefing, everyone was escorted back down to the dressing room to be ready for the 5.30 p.m. appearance. And at 5.30 sharp, the imperial takeover of the room commenced. There were two stormtroopers placed on the red carpet, two more stormtroopers positioned on guard at one entrance to the cocktail room, and two biker scouts on guard at the other. Lord Vader and the Emperor were positioned in the middle of the cocktail room, flanked by TIE pilots, a snow trooper, an ADAT driver, and an Imperial gunner. For the next hour and a half, guests took tons of photos with the Legion's troopers. The crowd was completely surprised and blown away that the Empire was there to celebrate John Williams' music with all of them. A few celebrities were on hand and also wanted a part of the photo op action with the ECG troops. Among them were actor Alec Baldwin and his wife, Hilaria Thomas, and Fox News anchor Megyn Kelly. And as you can see in the photos we'll link to, Mr. Baldwin felt the need to get as close to the power of the dark side as he could. This turned out to be a fantastic time for all. The Lincoln Center staff were extremely accommodating and provided a dinner for our troops. They even prepared a special room specifically for the ECG to watch a live stream of the performance on a big screen TV. Thanks to Anthony, TI-10666, for that report. Weekend troops often don't garner many volunteers as due to our members' work schedules. But Garrison Carita had a large group of troopers turn out on Thursday, May 26th to show their support for Mike, TK5351's daughter Zoe, when she put out the call for troopers to visit Solango High School. She also cosplays as Sabine for the Galactic Academy. The school was holding its Fine Arts Night, which included the final concert directed by Mr. Dahl, their beloved teacher and director who has been in Solanco for over 40 years. Zoe knew last August when she heard he loved Star Wars and was planning Star Wars music that Garrison Carita would help his final concert be a big one. There were 13 troopers, R2-D2, and three squires. Members arrived around 6 p.m. and downed a quick dinner and rehearsed before suiting up. Students were freaking out when they saw pieces of costumes and R2 being brought in. When it was their cue to come out, Vader with two royal guards and two scout troopers came on stage while the orchestra played a combination of the Imperial March and Forest Battle. Then entering from the back came Rey, followed by Tuscans on one side, and Kylo Ren, followed by TK, Padme, and Shuli on the other. They made it down to the risers, where Kylo and Rey had a small battle. Then the whole group was joined by R2 and C-3PO. Finally, Across the Stars and Star Wars' main title was played, and all the troopers left the auditorium to wait until the rest of the concert was over. After the concert, they all lined up in the Great Hall to take pictures, and there were a lot of pictures. They were there well past 9.30 p.m. posing for photos, but they had a great time and a ton of fun at the appearance. Mike, TK5351, wants to thank everyone that came out, especially on a weekend night. It meant so much to his daughter, but she was so happy she could do this for Mr. Dahl and her fellow students at Solanco. Justin, one of the attending bikers, commented that the Legionnaires were glad to do it as Zoe's been trooping alongside the garrison for over eight years, starting out as a Jawa and now as Sabine. Also, shout out to John DS10186 on his first troop. He did a wonderful job as Kylo.
We'll have links to photos and a video in our show notes. Uh, the Empire City Garrison spent a few hours at the children's wing of Stony Brook University Hospital on Long Island, New York, on Friday, June 3rd. Chris, TB6744, Jim, TK61375, Anthony, TI10666, and Steve, TK10466, visited a number of rooms in the children's wing, taking photos with the kids and their families, as well as handing out some trading cards and citations to the kids and staff. The staff throughout the hospital were excited and appreciative for the troopers' visit. While there, they also took a trip over to the cancer center, greeting those they encountered along the way there and back through the hospital lobby and parking lot. It was an incredibly profound and rewarding experience for all of our members, and they were proud to bring smiles to kids' faces who are going through a tough time. Thanks to Chris, TB6744, for that report. On Saturday, June 4th, Garrison Carita once again attended the Race for Adam event in Allentown, PA, this time with six troopers and five cadets and squires. This fundraiser is usually held in early May, but was rescheduled this year to June to accommodate a venue change. And while the new venue made it easier for people to navigate to with their GPSs, there wasn't as many attendees as previous years. But that just meant that troopers had extra time with the people who did attend, including Adam, the namesake for the walk. The Race for Adam Foundation began in 2005 and is a volunteer nonprofit organization dedicated to funding research projects to find a treatment and cure for Neiman Pick type C disease and related neurodegenerative disorders. You can learn more about them at raceforadam.org. The event host provided the troopers with two squires who helped them get to their changing space, checked on them for water breaks, and even planned ahead and grabbed them some lunch as they were nearing the end of their troop. Butch, ID8544, had a bit of extra costume cleaning to do post-troop as he discovered that one of the older ladies he posed for pictures with left behind a powdered sugar handprint on his backside. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's so Getting a little sweet. too friendly there. <laughs> it sounds very sweet, really. Yeah. <laughs> and shout out to Maria, ID8904. 1-2 on her first official costume troop. If she can manage these hot summer troops, she'll do just fine trooping in the fall and winter. Thanks to Butch, ID8544, for that report. On June 5th, our garrison Argentina's Rio de la Plata squad initiated Operation Rodrigo. They received word from a loving uncle who wanted some troopers to visit his nephew, who was bedridden as a result of having been shot years ago. The garrison did not hesitate to make plans to deploy three troopers to visit him at his home. They even came armed with popcorn and a copy of episode 7, as well as other gifts. It was really a happy visit for everyone. Rodrigo's mother posted to the garrison Facebook's page, Thank you to the people of 501st Legion Garrison Argentina for spending an unforgettable evening with Rodrigo and Lionel. In truth, it's priceless to us, and we will be eternally grateful to see that smile, that joy, and we're very happy with the gifts for both of us. Thank you once again. It's priceless what they have done and will do for others so selflessly. They have brought us all to tears to see those joys. May God always bless you. Thank you. Thanks to Claudio SL74666 for that report. Empire City Garrison attended a few Great Strides walks for cystic fibrosis in June. On June 5th, they were at Stony Brook University on Long Island, and on June 12th, they were in Staten Island. 
Chris, TB6744, Candice, ID2891, Ronald, SL5928, Lou, TI6908, and Nick, TX3957, attended the Stony Brook one, and Michael, TK42079, Anthony, TK10666, Greg, TX60918, Nicole, DZ21114, and Eugene, TK11223, were in Staten Island. Both teams were honored to help out the CF Foundation and were more than happy to participate in these events. There was also a cystic fibrosis walk in New York City on June 5th, staffed by a third group of VCG troopers. Way to divide and conquer, guys. The Staten Island appearance, however, wasn't a regular charity walk troop for ECG, though. ECG member Michael Arena's son had a team, and the whole Arena family actively participates in the CF walks. This walk was special because ECG was there to support Team Arena. They also presented Michael Jr. with his honorary Stormtrooper certificate for being a brave fighter for the cause. This made young Michael's day as he had no idea Lord Vader sent his troopers there to honor him. Legionnaires, of course, also post for photo ops with other walk attendees and teams. All that were in attendance were completely floored by the Legion's appearance. They couldn't get enough photos with the troopers. The troop concluded with ECG troopers assisting in the cutting of the ribbon to start the walk, then cheering on the crowd of walkers as they walked under the starting line arch. This was a great time for all. ECG would like to thank Joey Lung for coming out for costume support and taking lots of photos. Also, a special thanks to Team Arena and the Arena family for their hospitality. We'll have a link to photos from the Stony Brook Walk in our show notes. And thanks to Chris, TB6744, and Anthony, TK10666, for that report. Empire City Garrison was invited to be on Good Day New York on Wednesday, June 8th from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. to promote the 501st Legion and remind folks to come visit them at Eternal Con at the Cradle of Aviation that following weekend. Chris, SL6744, came and brought his spare FX suit to dress host Greg Kelly as a stormtrooper, and they had co-host Rosanna Scotto dressed as Princess Leia. ECG had eight characters appear, and Greg interviewed a number of them about their costumes, about the group, and what they would be doing at Eternal Con. They also had the Legionnaires off to the side for the rest of the 9 a.m. hour, and then cut back to them periodically as they interviewed Nick Cannon and John Lovitz. The hosts and crew were very impressed with our members' costumes and professionalism. After they were off air, host Greg Kelly had them troop outside for a bit and parade down 67th Street. ECG members had a great time and was a great way to get pumped for Eternal Con. Eternal Con's hosted by the Cradle of Aviation Museum in Garden City, Long Island, and more than a dozen members from Empire City Garrison appeared on June 11th and 12th including Johnny, TK19140, and James, IC33182, both of whom it was their first troop. The CAM is Long Island's Air and Space Museum and features an actual unused moon lander, A-10 tank killer, and other incredible artifacts from our aviation history. They also have a dome IMAX, motion rides, and some really impressive exhibits. They've been very impressed by our members over the years, and we're thrilled to have the 501st back to support the fourth annual Eternal Con. Eternal Con has become Long Island's premier pop culture expo, featuring over 200 vendors, artists, and various celebrities signing autographs. This great event not only helped the museum, but ECG also raised $75 for Special Olympics through donations made at their table. Sadly, they were not able to do Blasted Trooper this year due to the layout, but attendees were generous enough to volunteer donations for pictures or just to show their appreciation for what the 501st does. 
Special thanks to John, TI42070, ECG's charity rep, who did an hour-long session being a wrangler to get the majority of those donations. The con was much bigger this year than anyone expected, and the CAM contact indicated that there were nearly 10,000 guests throughout the two-day event. ECG will be returning to the cradle again this year on November 26th. Thanks to Chris, TK6744, for that report. On June 11th, nearly 20 members of Garrison Argentina divided and conquered in order to support World Blood Drive Day events at both the, the Pediatric Hospital in Buenos Aires and an event in Santa Fe Province's Rosario. They were honored to have been able to mobilize resources to support this important cause in two locations on the same day. Thanks to Claudio, SL74666, for that report. Then just a few days later, on June 14th, seven troopers from Outpost Venezuela spent several hours at Banco Municipal de Sangre in Caracas, helping to support their blood drive event, even donating themselves. This was the third consecutive year that members of Outpost Venezuela have answered the call of duty and participated in the World Blood Drive. They were joined by the staff physician, nurses and assistants, who, with our help, encouraged and motivated people to donate blood and to let them know all the details of the process so there were less doubts or fears about donating. Check out the link we'll have in our show notes uh, to their photos on Facebook. Thanks to Zomer, TI-9378, for that report. A fiery TIE fighter with the speed of light, a cloud of stardust, and a hearty Hilo X-1. The Lone Vader. It's time to catch up with our infamous Lone Vader and hear what he's been up to since our last episode. On June 11th, he visited the North Merrick Library. From about 1.45 p.m. to 3 p.m., he visited with the younglings that trickled in. At first, he was a bit concerned because he spied the dreaded build-your-own-pool-noodle-lightsaber-craft station, and remembering how a fellow trooper was attacked at this very library, he feared for his life. Luckily, only ten children showed up, and they kept their martial training amongst themselves. After thirty minutes of saber construction and self-training, Lord Vader had them get into a circle to play the Star Wars ABC game. It was a success. Even the two younglings that wanted nothing to do with Lord Vader opened up and allowed pictures to be taken. We'll have a video of the ABC game in our show notes. Then, on June 26th, Lone Vader visited the Wontong Library. The children came in a steady stream over the course of the two hours he was there, and the librarians estimated 75 to 80 children signed up for the summer reading program. Not too bad. He also wandered the rest of the library, but since it was such a fantastic day outside, it was almost empty of patrons, though some staff did ask for pictures. Thanks to Ron, Lone Vader, SL5928, for those reports. On the evening of June 21st, my garrison, Garrison Excelsior, also helped kick off a summer vacation at our local library in Webster, New York. We had Darth Vader, a stormtrooper, and R2-D2. And it was a fun night in no small part thanks to Andy, SL8038, and his steady stream of quips and in-character replies that he produced throughout the whole event. It was hilarious. (laughs) I'll have to record him sometime because... I can't do, like, an impression of him, but he's spot on. 
On June 16th, Weird Al Yankovic gave a concert at the famous Grand Ole Opry House in Nashville, Tennessee. As always, the 501st was invited to dance on stage to The Saga Begins, and Mid-South Garrison showed up in force. Eight TKs, Evader, Django, and Boba Fett, plus R2, gave it their all to a cheering 4,000-plus sellout crowd. Apart from being on stage... Legionnaires were also asked to participate in the pre-concert VIP hangout and the post-concert VIP meet-and-greet. Lastly, they had the chance to take group and individual photos with Weird Al, and they brought numerous items for him to sign, including the insides of TK chest and hand plates, an R2 panel, t-shirts, and much more. As always, the costume members and awesome handlers were treated to pizza and drinks, and a spacious three-room suite was made available to get dressed and hang out. Thank you to Weird Al and his entire staff for an unforgettable evening. The YouTube link of the performance will be in our show notes. And this report was brought to you by Marcus, TK14057. So Weird Al's mandatory tour is definitely in full swing. So expect to see 501st Legion members on stage for as many tour stops as we can get volunteers for. And usually it's not too terribly difficult to find volunteers for this event. No doubt. So you were up on stage there with uh, the weird one, Marcus? Yes. Yeah, I was. Uh, if, if somebody wants to, or is watching the video, um, I'm on the very right of the audience point of view. So it, it, was, it was good. It was good. That's all you have to say. It, it was, you were on great. stage with Weird Al Yankovic, man. See, the, the thing is, I'm never, he usually hugs uh, or puts his head on the uh, trooper closest to Vader, and I'm I'm on the taller side of things, so I'm always on the outside. So he'll never I never get the chance to have his head on my shoulder, but that's okay. You, you oh you you didn't get your hug. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you bring to get signed? My hand plate. Okay. Yeah. Well, at least he gave you your hand back. He, he did, and I got a nice picture. I got a nice picture with him too. So. Well, that's good. That's good. You yeah. didn't hug him after the picture, though. I didn't dare to. Oh, okay, all right. You could have had your hug then. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> On June seventeenth and eighteenth, Southern California Garrison appeared for the sixth year in a row to support the Jet Hawk Star Wars weekend. They helped out with in-between inning activities and on Friday ran a raffle benefiting the Jacob Hefter Foundation, which raised. $458. There was a sold-out crowd for night two of Star Wars Weekend on June 18th. SoCal once again helped with promotion as well as raised $687 for Best Friends Animal Society through a raffle. We'll have a link to a photo album from each night in our show notes. Ammon Hintz and his family were enjoying Comic Palooza in Texas when all of a sudden the Empire, under the direction of Darth Vader and the Emperor, hunted down and captured Ammon's father for trumped-up crimes against the Empire. They identified him through wanted posters distributed at the con. The Jedi were too late to save his father from capture, but they swooped in and protected Ammon and the rest of his family. The Jedi had been watching Ammon and know he's strong in the Force. He was presented with his own Jedi clothing and his own personal lightsaber as a Padawan. But he is not a Jedi yet. He was then trained in the use of his lightsaber so he could face the trials against Vader and the Emperor himself to rescue his father from their clutches. After his training, the Jedi, along with Padawan Ammon, discovered where the Empire was holding his father. They assisted Ammon in getting to Vader, where a short but fierce battle ensued. 
Vader was defeated, and Ammon faced the Emperor Law's father in hand restraints, watched. The Emperor is succumbed to the power of the light side from Ammon, and his father is freed. Ammon is knighted, and his family reunited. There was a fun in-universe description of how Star Garrison and their Rebel Legion counterparts helped fulfill Ammon's make-a-wish wish. Great job, everyone. Garrison Karita visits approximately 20 to 30 libraries every year. On Saturday, June 18th, five members appeared at the Shinago Valley Library in Sharon, Pennsylvania. The seating area for the program was nearly full with about 50 people. Karita has a standard routine they go through for library visits that includes an introduction, trivia questions, and a Wookiee howl competition. One of the kids, who was also excellent at the trivia, had an amazing Wookiee howl. The kids and parents asked some questions, and then the troopers posed for pictures and did the normal mingling and playing around with the kids who were attending. A few of the kids were completely in awe. They had that wide-eyed look and were speechless. The kids were all very well-behaved, and they came up to ask a lot of questions after the pictures. They were thrilled to see the Legionnaires, and some dressed up. There was an emperor and a stormtrooper. Some of the adults couldn't stop smiling either. Karita might get a few recruits out of it. Two 18-year-olds who were huge fans were there with their parents. The teens were very interested in joining, and they knew a lot about Star Wars. And the parents showed some interest, too, so it could end up being a whole family affair. The one dad talked about seeing A New Hope in the theater three times in a row when he was younger. We'll have a link to photos in our show notes. And shout out to Matt, ID41013, on his 100th troop. And thanks to a different Matt, ID99920, for that report. The Philippine TV show Malala Mokaya, MMK, is a drama anthology that features real-life stories of ordinary people. Their most recent episode featured Courageous Katie, a three-year-old girl who touched the hearts of all who knew her, especially our Philippine garrison. For months, Katie bravely battled juvenile myelomonocytic leukemia, or JMML, a blood cancer so rare that it strikes only one in a million children in the United States and has no known treatment protocol. Sadly, she passed away at the end of March. While she was hospitalized, our Philippine garrison paid her a surprise visit that really seemed to cheer her up at least for a short while. They worked hard to mobilize volunteers overnight and went to the hospital the next day after being called by the family. The family also requested they assist in distributing gifts they had for other patients in the pediatric ward. The troopers were honored to visit Katie and the other children hospitalized. When Katie passed, members attended her wake as well, and the parents asked for the troopers to act as honor guard as she left the funeral. When plans were underway to tell Katie's story on the MMK TV show, the parents recommended that our Philippine garrison be called once again to appear on the episode recreating Katie's life story. We'll have links in our show notes so you can read and see more of Katie's story. Buckets off to our Philippine garrison for their wonderful but sad work in visiting and honoring Katie. Thanks to Jeffrey, TK3448, for that report. Saturday, June 25th, was the Rochester Red Wings annual Star Wars night. Members of Garrison Excelsior, Rebel Legion, and the R2 Builders Club appeared at Frontier Fields to help celebrate. The crowds were overwhelming. Uh, They found themselves wondering if anyone was sitting in the albeit likely hot and sunny bleachers, or if everyone was in the concourse, but they couldn't leave their table to go see because there were too many people. 
They spent four hours posing for photos with fans and helping the team fundraise for the Hillside Family of Agencies, which is a group of several nonprofits that work together under a common umbrella to work at um, addressing the complex issues that disadvantaged individuals and families face. They work hard to put children, youth, and families on a path to success and help break the damaging cycles of poverty, trauma, and neglect. Final totals aren't quite in yet, but they raised more than $400, plus whatever money was generated when the team auctioned off the X-Wing pilot-themed jerseys. Each one likely garnered over $100 each. Thanks to Nikki, DZ8397, for that report. Well, I wonder who that is. <laughs> I don't actually wrote my own report. Usually I just kind of skip over my own unit, but... Well, were they were they nice the, those those jerseys? Uh, yeah, they looked pretty cool. Um, one of the neat things about this team is that they actually allow us to put in our own jersey order for our members that are volunteering. Um, so hopefully, I'll be able to get one of my own. Mm-hmm. Well, that'll be cool. <laughs> well, it looks like Marcus read a Garrison Excelsior report. Now I'm going to read a Mid South report. We just kind of switch there. <laughs> so on June 26th, the Nashville Sounds, the AAA affiliate minor league baseball team of the Oakland Athletics, invited fans and us, of course, to attend their annual Star Wars night. With the temperatures in the 90s, plus the unforgiving humidity, the troopers all knew that it would be a challenging troop. Prehydration was a must, and luckily there were no reported incidents. As it was an open invite from Lucasfilm and the team, there was a great variety of characters showing up, including seven TKs, a Sandy, two Kylo Rens, Mara Jade, Jango Fett, Thai Reserve, Vader, Count Dooku, Imperial Gunner, Amando, R2, and an awesome-looking Yoda. The 501st was received with great enthusiasm by the 11,000-plus sellout crowd, and hundreds of pictures were taken with fans, while our members roamed the concourse, suites, and merchandise shops. Kudos to the handlers for taking pictures and steering troopers safely through the crowds. And thanks to Marcus, TK14057, for that report. You're welcome. (laughs) So how did you handle the two Kylo Rens? Did they switch off, or were they both there at the same time? They were there on pretty much opposite sides at all times. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, they. I think they might have had the hardest troop just because of the color and the fabric they were wearing. So they, they looked they looked beat. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Was it uh, who? Who did the Yoda costume? Was that a kid, or was it? Uh, that's amazing. That uh, you do. You don't see Yoda often at all. No, it's the first time I've seen a Yoda, and I honestly didn't get a chance to talk to him. He was not part of the of any of the of, of the bigger clubs. He was probably as old as Yoda because I saw him <laughs> without his mask. But it was. I mean, he probably drew the the biggest crowd. Because he, he wasn't nine hundred years old, was he? close okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know the only other person i had seen who had done yoda was an older man who walked with a cane in real life so that's what he decided to do (laughs) yeah my palpy doesn't walk with a cane Uh, but uh that might change someday with the rate i'm going (laughs) well on june 25th empire city garrison's tk19140 supported the first ever newburgh free library minicon expo he arrived at 11.30 a.m. and was shown to the changing area, which was only accessible with secure code via elevator. Fancy! The library also assigned to him two squires named George and Sam. 
they made sure he would have plenty of cold bottled water and access to the staff break room. TK-19140 changed quickly and was ready by noon to kick off the event and to welcome the fans already registering and gathering at the front entrance. There were several exhibitors and publishers, plus Main Street Comics in attendance, supporting the Mini Expo Youth Program. Everyone was very excited to have a stormtrooper appear and were eager to take selfies, candids, and even line up for photos. The con concluded with a competitive cosplay contest, say that ten times fast, I'm amazed I didn't uh, get tongue-tied saying that myself, featuring an eager Vader, a dancing stormtrooper, and the Joker. TK19140 restrained himself from joining the contest and congratulated the Joker, who was the winner. Sounds like it was a fun event. Thanks to Johnny, TK19140, for that report. On June 25th, 10 members of Garrison Argentina paid a visit to the Ronald McDonald House in Buenos Aires. This house was dedicated more than 21 years ago to create, find, and support programs that directly improve the health and welfare of children. Through its four divisions, Chamber Parent Intensive Care, Family Room Neonatology, Family Room Intensive Care Unit for the Promotion of Healthy Habits, and Mobile Pediatric Unit. More than 100,000 children have already benefited from the house's fine work. This particular visit was a special celebration for all the birthdays taking place during the month in a large combined Star Wars themed party. We'll include a link to the picture in our show notes. Thanks again to Claudio SL74666 for that report. The afternoon of Saturday, June 25th was very special for Garrison Peru. They had the opportunity to visit the children in the pediatric hematology and oncology wing of a hospital in Lima. Despite the difficult situation that these younglings face, the troopers were able to get a lot of smiles from them and helped make it an afternoon they won't soon forget. We'll have a link to their Facebook photo album in our show notes. Empire City Garrison and the Rebel Legion's Echo Base attended the annual Puppetry Arts Family Festival held in Brooklyn, New York on Saturday, June 25th, 2016. TK-11425 and ID-10218 arrived early enough to help organize Tim Young and his volunteers set up tents and still be ready themselves before the festival's start. They were later joined by three more 501st troopers who had a fun time alongside the two Rebel Legion members who were helping draw in fans who were eager to take photos with the troopers, but perhaps a little too shy to step forward on their own. Legionnaires also met the borough president of Brooklyn, who thanked our members for coming and had a good time talking about the films with them. Thanks to Joseph, ID 10218, for that report. Terror Australis Garrison's Nightfall Squad invaded the Orphans of Ghana charity ball last weekend to help raise much-needed funds for children in Africa. Great work from our troopers TK26100, TD11165, and TB9735. The squad would like to send thanks to the organizers for the invitation, as well as congratulations for the terrific night. Final tally isn't in yet, but it's estimated that around 25000 I'm guessing Australian dollars, was raised from silent and live auctions, as well as raffles and ticket sales. Fantastic. Garrison Carita was doubly busy on Sunday, June 26th. They trooped the Main Street Festival in Sharpsburg, PA, as well as the Big Brothers Big Sisters event in Philadelphia. Both were outdoor events in very toasty 90-plus degree weather, but that didn't deter them from doing what we do. In Sharpsburg, Main Street was blocked off for the festivities, 
there were food vendors and various booths everywhere, as well as a fire truck and several live bands playing. And bubbles. So many bubbles being blown. I'm not sure where they were coming from. It must have just been a thing at this festival. And plenty of people commented, you must be roasting in your costume. To which our troopers dutifully replied, we're trained to handle this sort of environment. Kids and adults and even reptiles were all thrilled to see our troopers, with Tim, TK74472, getting quite a few hugs from youngsters, and Nate, TR17760, getting a hug from a photobombing snake. Firefighters, EMTs, and police alike were all delighted to see the 501st. Legionnaires even met Allegheny County Executive Rich Fitzgerald, who was impressed with our appearance. They also encountered an unaffiliated stormtrooper who was roaming the event. Greg, ID2936, play-acted with him and in his best British accent said, state your ID, trooper. And the trooper replied with 1050 or something else muffled. So Greg just said, carry on then. And they went their separate ways. We'll have a link to photos, including the snake hugging the Royal Guard, in our show notes. Thanks to Greg, ID2936, for that report. Yeah, my Royal uh, Guards are, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. My oh. uh, Royal Guards are braver than I would be. I, I'm sorry, but uh, even in uh, even if the Emperor wore armor, I would not <laughs> hug a snake. I'm sorry, I would draw the line right there. If the snake, if the snake <laughs> well, wanted a hug. Well, was nope. protected. Well, his head was protected. Yeah, you know what if it was a boa constrictor? I mean, I mean, I don't know. I'm sorry, but the em- <laughs> the emperor and Indiana Jones have something in common. They they don't like snakes. <laughs> so back to the Big Brothers and Big Sisters troop in Philadelphia that I mentioned earlier, where there was six five hundred first and one Re- Rebel Legion member. They also battled the heat, but this time they had help from Wawa. I think that's how it's pronounced. It's a local convenience store, I guess, down there. We don't have those up here in upstate New York. But anyways, Wawa helped keep them hydrated and fed during the event. The Legionnaires split into two groups to canvas the event. And although there were a few frightened kids, most everyone was happy to see our members and take pictures with them. John, DS10186, as Kylo Ren, did his best to try to make himself friendlier, but some of the kids didn't buy it. But at least none of them cried. They walked around the event a few times, trying to pick spots in the shade to keep cool. They participated, and lost, the tug-of-war match again this year because the little brothers and little sisters clearly channeled the dark side when they wrapped their end of the rope around a tree to get an advantage. (laughs) Troopers also visited the health partner's tent to get a checkup. Two of the troopers found their blood pressure to be a little high, probably due to the stressful nature of their jobs on the Death Star. All in all, it was a good day, with the highlight of the troop being the carousel ride. Garrison Carita looks forward to being asked back for next year. And we'll have a link to photos from this troop in our show notes. Thanks to Becca, ID17435, and Butch, ID8544, for that report. Upcoming events. So as we talked about last episode, the annual Comic-Con International is coming up fast in San Diego. But this episode, we'd like to put the focus back on Star Wars Celebration Europe 3. And to help us do that, we have joining us UK Garrison CEO Gary and their PR officer, Ginny. So welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for having us. Hi. So I thought we would have you guys on to try to give us... uh, an overview on what Star Wars fans who are attending Star Wars Celebration could expect uh, when they visit 
let's see, you're calling it the, the four clubs, one force booth? Yeah, we, we've taken a slightly different approach uh, in order to, many times when people go to celebration, uh, Star Wars fans are divided and, and have problems picking out which bit to go to at what time because, you know, the Rebel Legion are doing this on, on one time and the Flight of the First are doing that and they don't know which way to go. So we figured if we work together, because we're, you know, we're all kind of on the same team and we've got uh, the Rebel Legion, uh, the Galactic Academy and Jedi News, which is a uh, podcast, you know, I don't know if you know, Radio 1138, uh, along with us all working together to make Celebration a more complete experience and a more inclusive uh, experience. So that also helps us um, pool our resources as far as props and uh, sets and, and all that kind of stuff, and, and as far as friends and contacts are concerned. So we, we hopefully are going to have a, a very good display, a big booth, um, and you know be very welcoming and, and hopefully get lots of visitors from uh, the 501st around the world and the Rebel Legion, in fact, from around the world. So I know you've drafted up some plans of how you're hoping to have the area set up. Um, could you describe some of the sort of set pieces and things that people will be able to see? Well, we have the Death Star Wall. That's quite, would be our largest set. Um, great for photo opportunities. We have the Tantive set. Again, great for set pieces, great for photo opportunities. We've got a stage um, with uh, chairs. It's set in front of it, and that stage is chock-a-block full of podcasts and demonstrations throughout the entire three days. We have O.K. Garrison are doing dark wall makeup sessions. They're doing costume introductions. Uh, armorers are going to build a shadow trooper over the three days. The Rebel Legion have also got demonstrations and talks on there. And in between times, we've got many, many podcasts from very well-known Star Wars podcast entities. So it should be really, really interesting. We've got info tables for Galactic Academy, Rebel Legion, uh, 501st UK Garrison and Jedi News. Um, the tables will have props, lots of information on how to join us. Basically, uh, any information anybody needs on costuming. We'll have mannequins. Um, so they will have a huge visual array of goodies to look at. They will have a lot of things they can listen to, they can see, huge amount of photo opportunities. Um, the booth is really quite large, um, we're quite lucky in that respect, and we think it will bring the vision to them that costuming can be for all age groups, irrespective of um, gender, and uh, that it's a very welcoming and warm community. I noticed one thing that... Um 501st and Rebel Legion members are really going to be excited about is this will be the first celebration where they will actually have some on-site changing facilities. I know that's always been a big thing at celebration is you had to change in your room and try to walk over to the convention, um, but you guys uh, managed to make arrangements so that you have an on-site area, which is spectacular. We actually, we had that in the first celebration Europe in London in 2007. 2007. Oh, okay. Um, we're very lucky in that we have a, a great relationship with the people at the XL Centre. We do Comic-Cons there. Um, and through Reed and our relationship with the people there, we've managed to get a huge uh, hall dedicated just to us throughout the period for 501st and Rebel Legion members. 
So it will be reasonably secure um, in that, you know, the only level is in front of first members that can come in and out. Uh, you'll be able to change, leave your stuff there. We'll be watching over it and, and you know, making sure that everybody's okay. And it gives everyone also somewhere to, you know, if they need a break. One of the things we wanted to sell to Reed and to sell to um, the Excel was a big part of um, celebration is the interaction with the costuming char- costume characters. Um, and to make that uh, as easy as possible for the costumers means you will get more costumers out there. And it makes it a more interactive experience for those that are paid to come along. And for some, it'll be their first experience ever of a celebration. I mean, you know, the last one in, in London was uh, eight or nine years ago now. So for many people, this will be their first first experience of a celebration. It'll be great to make it as interactive and as impressive as we possibly can. And we know as the 501st, uh, you know, we have a big impact when we go out in costume. You know? Definitely. Um, and I know, are you still looking for um, 501st members to volunteer for um, guard duty, I believe I heard? We absolutely are. Um, Jenny's pulling her hair out, um, trying to organize all of this. And she's doing a really good job. I think now that the schedule has been announced, people are more are less reticent about signing up stuff. They can figure out what they want to do when they want to do it and then volunteer accordingly. I mean, we'll make it work one way or another. Um, we'll press gang people into it if they don't go into it. Um, I'm <laughs> sure. We'll manage to convince people to do it. Yeah, we're good at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll also make sure to put some links in the podcast show notes so people can um, have an easy access to the threads that are already on the forums, which outline all the different uh, information that people need to know. Oh, that would be, um, be great. That would be great. Um, so what other um, activities do the 501st have going on? I'm assuming there's going to be a big group picture. That's usually a tradition. There is a huge group picture, which is, um, has been very difficult to arrange because of uh, just the logistics. Now we have the changing area. It's going to be much easier, much uh, much more well organized, much easier to sort out people. That's going to be for those people that know the Excel Center at the front where the stairs are. Um, we have the security of the XL on side with that, so they'll be able to help us and keep people out of the way. We've got a, a great photographer who's going to be doing the pictures for us. Um, and that's going to be quite impressive. Reed have got behind that with us and helping us out to make sure that that's, you know, a really exciting and a, and a fun part of the weekend. Not just for us, because we all want to focus on the momentum of the weekend, but for the people that want to come along and watch and see that number of costumers all in one place. You know, parading and, uh, and celebrating Star Wars and the Star Wars universe. Yeah, Reed are even going to put it in the brochure so the public know what time the photograph is. So they're making quite a big deal of it. Okay. Yeah, I know sometimes it almost seems like the crowd is just as big as the amount of uh, 501st members in the picture. I think there'll be a lot of people there. We're having it in the morning before it opens, so it'll be 8 30 till 10 a.m. We're having a whole series of pictures um, because we're trying to keep the full cast one force theme. So we're going to have the Galactic Academy uh, 501st Rebel Legion costumers. Then we're going to have all the costumers and the non-costume members, including Jedi News. So that'll be the whole of the full cast one force. We'll then move on to the 501st only costumers. 
And then the five out first round customers and non-customers. We'll then do Rebel Legion and after that we're offering facilities for the detachments um, to utilise our photographer and the space and the security while it's available. So we're currently working with the detachments to try and work out a series of shots for them as well. Sounds good. Now, some of the other traditions that people are accustomed to at celebrations are are a bash. Oh, so. we go one of those. We definitely <laughs> go one of those. <laughs> the best bash ever. We definitely. We, we've really pulled out all everything, all the stops to make this something very, very special. And um, it'll be at Madame Tussauds, which is a great tourist attraction in London anyway, but also happens to have home a Star Wars exhibit at the moment. So um, those coming along to the bash, and sadly it is now sold out, it's, it's sold incredibly well. We'll have a great evening, but also get to spend um, time looking at the Marvel exhibition there, the Star Wars exhibition, some of the other stuff that um, Madame Tussauds is famous for, uh, which immediately saves them like £30 or something, I think. I think to go to Madame Tussauds independently would be 30 some pounds, so that, that's a good saving right there for them. Uh, we have all sorts of guests and different things going on throughout the night. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be really, really fantastic. And they'll, of course, get a really good goodie bag. Yeah, speaking of goodie bags, one of the other things that I know Legion members love to do is the swag trade. So you guys have that going on as well, right? Jenny has organized all of that. <laughs> That's the truth. She has. She's organized all of Um. Well, I've sent an awful lot of requests for approval through to the first team investors. But yes, we have an online store. Um, it has a lot of four clubs, well, force merchandise, badges, patches, stickers, t-shirts, mugs. Um, we have two fabulous 501st t-shirts as well. Um, and they're selling really well. Um, people order them now will be able to collect them from the tables between 10 and 12 on all three mornings of the event. Um, we will, in about a week or so, need to close them for um, collection at celebration, but people can still order them for as long as they want. They will just be shipped. Um, they'll be put together and shipped after celebration finishes. So I, I'm aware that one of the patches is currently sold out, but they will be available again for shipping very shortly. But yeah, the merchandise is going well, and we, we hope people like it. We glad people are buying it. We've also, um, which which I think Ginny's neglected, we've got a meet and greet on the Thursday. Thursday. And we got patch traders and all that going on on the Friday, Friday night, night, which yeah. Ginny's organised at a local place, and that's been very well attended by those guys that like the trade. You know, do all that kind of stuff. So that they're, they're going to be very, very busy. And tickets still available for that? I'm not actually sure. Um, well, the, the meet and greet and uh, the, the trading event are both free entry. Um, only need a ticket if you want to eat. Due to the number of people we were expecting, the venue said they couldn't do a la carte and the kitchen wasn't big enough. So what they've done is offered us a buffet. So if anybody would like to eat there, they need to pre buy a ticket for the buffet. If they don't want to eat there, then the event is just free for them to attend all evening whenever they want. Um, but they're both the same venue, a place called the Fox at the Corner, which is the east end of Excel. Very nice pub, very large outside area with tables and chairs, children's play area. So um, it, it should be two very good evenings. Yeah, it sounds fantastic. One of the things I would like to just mention, just for, for, 
for those who are coming along, particularly to the UK for the first time, is the UK um, has quite a high. I, I read a couple of things on the on the, the forums. We have very high security in London due to uh, you know various incidents around the world. I'm not going to get into all the nonsense, but I would ask that people are respectful and careful with blasters, with travelling on trains, um, and just you know make sure that, that you know if you're carrying weapons or anything that looks like real world stuff, keep it hidden. It, stuff like that can be taken very seriously. We did uh, an event at the same place at AXL a couple of years ago, and uh, just a young kid, uh, 18, something like 17, 18, he bought something at the con that was a replica uh, pistol. He stupidly got it out on the train, and he caused all sorts of chaos. Now, he didn't intend to, it was just pretty stupid, but it had, you know, real terrible effects, trains being stopped and all the rest of this pocket ended up getting arrested. I just would like to say, you know, people were talking about running through various tube stations dressed up and so on and so forth. Be very, very careful what you do in London and be very aware that security is quite high in London and quite sensitive. So I wouldn't want anybody getting into trouble and having their weekend spoiled by just trying to have fun and misreading the situation. That's as serious as I ever get in my life. That's, that's, that's <laughs> no, it's very good advice, though. But it, it, it is, you know, not everybody understands just how sensitive things are in London sometimes with, you know, since uh, 9-11 and then, you know, we had uh, the same thing over there, 7-7 over here. Um, you know, people do need to be aware of that. Yep. It's an unfortunate circumstance, but it's good to be mindful of that. Um, so I also wanted to mention um, you're going to be doing some fundraising for charity over the course of the weekend. Did you want to talk more about that? Um, we wanted to do something that was linked to force for change, but also something that would benefit the, the UK. So um, we got in contact with force for change and they suggested, they gave us two or three charities in the UK they were supporting, one of which was Great Ormond Street Hospital, which is one of the world's leading children's hospitals specializing over 50 different um, childhood illnesses. Um, we do a lot of work with, um, as we call it, gosh, anyway, and we do ward visits, um, Christmas parties. So all of the fundraising that we do throughout the weekend, all of this money is going to go to Great Ormond Street Hospital. It's very close to our heart, Great Ormond Street. Yeah, we do a lot of work for them um, anyway, independently of this, and visits and, and stuff like that. And it has quite a tradition of being involved. Um, Mark Hamill visits there very, very often, as, as many other uh, of the stars of uh, the, uh, the Star Wars films at one time or another. Um, and it's a really, uh, it's just a terrific place. You know, what they do there is, is just phenomenal. You meet the star. Um, it's just breathtaking. It, it really is. They do some incredible work. It definitely sounds like a, a perfect fit. Oh, most definitely. So, anything else that we haven't covered that people should expect to see? Are you are you guys doing any panels of any sort? Um, we're we're going to be doing. There are various panels. With, I'm going to be doing some costume stuff along with the Rebel Legion, introducing people into Five Thirst costuming. Um, and we're, we're going to do a couple of joint panels with the Rebel Legion and, and kind of compare the, the the difference between the two clubs and how we can work together and, and stuff like that. So there'll be a few panels going on. Uh, we have our um, 
uh, Vectus Remnant Squad, which is one of our squads, it's based on the Isle of Wight, uh, are doing a kind of unveiling, which I'm sworn to secrecy about, which should be a lot of fun. Um, something they've been working on for a little while that's they're going to reveal at celebration. Um, yeah, there's, there's going to be, as, as Jenny said, there's a new podcast. Uh, a couple of our guys uh, are doing some collectors' panels. And it's half past one in the morning here, and I'm thinking, I can't think what we're doing. One of our members, Phil, in the armed forces, is, is doing a panel um, relating to costuming in the armed forces, which should be very interesting to listen to, actually. So um, that's one of the main panels, so that's quite good. Okay. Yeah, I'll, def- I'll put a link to the schedule as well so people can easily um, check that out, and I'm sure all those panels will be listed in there. And there's a, a, a cantina bash thing that's going on on the Thursday. It clashes with our meet and greet, so you, you need to do both. You need to kind of schedule it properly with mm. um, the band Ash applying. We're uh, all invited along. It's a big kind of Star Wars night, and I believe there'll be lots of troopers there or so I'm told. <laughs> yeah, it always seems like at these big conventions, sometimes you have to pick or choose what you want to do. There's just so much going on. Well, that's great. I mean, I, I, I want it to be a, a, an event where people do have to pick and choose rather than they don't know, they, they're bored because they don't have enough to do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, it's kind of more exciting if you have to pick the best and try and juggle and, and figure it out. It, there's going to be a lot going on the weekend. I think there's going to be a lot of people catching up and meeting new friends and just having a lot of fun. Sunday morning is going to be interesting after the bash. That's, that's <laughs> going to be the interesting day, I think. <laughs> so for the um, Shadow Trooper costume that's being built over the course of the three days, what's going to happen with that at the end? Uh, well, it's being um, donated to um, uh, James Burns, who is uh, the guy who runs Jedi News. Uh, it's been donated by RS Props for us so that we can demonstrate it being built uh, over the weekend. Um, and he's just going to be our dummy, basically. He stands there and we glue him into it almost. I, I, we're not sure yet whether, whether we're going to make it removable or whether we'll just <laughs> literally glue it to him. And There are a lot of people saying they would pay us a lot of money to charity if we just glued him in it and left it. <laughs> That's cool, personal. But James does want to be a clear member of the Cyber First, and this is his opportunity. He's been an honorary member for some time now. Yeah. He, um, uh, he's done, he does a lot of work supporting us and promoting us. Oh, um, a huge amount of work. And he's, he's Europe's, um, maybe Jedi News is Europe's um, largest sort of online fan magazine. So um, he's got a lot of audience and uh, passionate, passionate about Star Wars. I was going to ask if he was just going to use it as a, a mannequin display or oh, towards no, membership. So I'm glad to hear that towards membership. Well, he's going to troop. He's promised, um, you know, one of the re- one of the conditions of us doing this uh, was that he had to troop it. Otherwise, there's nothing. <laughs> um, and for one reason or another, you know, the RS decided to get on board with this and said, well, look, you know, if you want to make this happen, we'll, we'll, we'll try to get, get trains out there. And it sort of started as a, a kind of, uh, you know how these ideas start and then develop and then it's like, you know what, this could actually work, we should do it. Um, and then here we are, we're going to do it with it. It'll also show people how you, you know, we want to show people how, I'm, I'm love to use the word easy, but how you can put a set of armor together and how we will help you if you need help. Um, we're very big. Um, 
you know, in the UK, as I'm sure it's the same garrisons the world over, in trying to help new members, you know, it's quite daunting when you open a box of plastic or, or whatever, and, and, you know, you sit there and stare at it for hours and, and really, you know, it's almost terrifying. You don't want to make a mistake and you've just invested all your money into this thing. You know, we want to kind of try and show people how, how easy it can be to put it together and how much help there is out there if you only but ask for it. Yep, I think that will be very beneficial because I know there's lots of people that, like you said, they're they're petrified to to do the wrong thing and then mess it up, and after they put all the money into it. So I, I remember when I, I got my first set of effects years and years and years and years and years ago, and I sat with a, a blade for like two hours and did nothing. I just kept staring at it and thinking, I, I need to cut this. I don't want to. I need to cut it. I don't want it. Now that he's, you know, here we are, I have many years further down the line, I just, you know, you just do it because you've become so used to it. And I, I, I want to kind of, or we want to kind of take away that fear a little bit and, and get people a little bit more hands-on. And those that are really interested while we're building it, you know, they can have a chance to maybe trim a little bit or, you know, get a bit of hands-on if they want, if they want to have a go under, under supervised, uh, supervisation because obviously we don't want to ruin the kid James. Well, awesome. It sounds like you guys have a lot of fun stuff going on over the course of the weekend. Is there anything that we missed? Oh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> get to meet Ginny. Yay! Ginny <laughs> <laughs> is still alive by then. We hope that we're going to bring a lot to this event. We hope people enjoy it. We hope we put on a lot of entertainment. We hope we've given people enough information and told them where to be at what time. Um, and we hope people just come now and relax and have a really, really good three-day event. Sounds perfect. Well, thanks, guys, for staying up really late and um, chatting with me so that we could get this added to the podcast. We will stay up and chat with you whenever you want. <laughs> <laughs> it was our pleasure, Nikki. Thank you for asking us. For more upcoming events, be sure to check out our friends at Roku Depot. They publish a data burst from the 501st, which contains upcoming events from as many of our Legion units as they can gather data from. That's Roku Depot, R-O-Q-O-O-D-E-P-O-T dot com. Member Shoutout. This episode, we'd like to give a shoutout to March 2016 Trooper of the Month, Arnell. TK4564 from Philippine Garrison. Earlier this episode, we shared a little about Courageous Katie. Arnell was instrumental support for Katie and her whole family. Shortly after his and the Garrison's visit to Katie in the hospital, Arnell organized a meet-and-greet party at a different hospital to cheer impoverished children who can't afford basic health care. As he trooped for the kids there, he received word that Katie has passed away. Arnell was devastated to hear the sad news, but he struggled hard to keep from tearing up and continued trooping and cheering the children in the public hospital. Arnell was nominated because he's a shining example of the highest ideals of the 501st. Congratulations, Trooper. Kudos as well to the other Legionnaires nominated for March. Manoa SL6097, Jason CC11575, Stuart SL51164, Ted, TD42770, Matt, TK80386, Andrew, TK19601, and Don, TI21.
3073. As always, our official home on the web is 501st.com slash podcast, where you can post your feedback and comments and listen to previous episodes of the show. The 501st cast is an easy way to catch up on a few weeks of Legion news while driving, at the office, or working out, but if you're looking for up-to-the-minute news, you'll need to get it from our social media feeds like Facebook and Twitter. Just look us up on Facebook as the 501st Legion, or go to facebook.com slash the 501st Legion. You can also follow us on Twitter as at 501st Legion or go to twitter.com slash 501st Legion. Join in the discussion as thousands of fellow fans share their passion for trooping, Star Wars, and charity. And we're also now on Instagram as well. I don't have the, you know, tag or whatever memorized, but look for us on Instagram and that's definitely exploded over the past, I don't know what it's been, few weeks since we joined that. Well, you know, the 501st, of course, has outstanding trooping photos like the ones linked in our show notes there on 501st.com slash podcast. And uh, it makes perfect sense to uh, have an Instagram account for the Legion. So uh, that, I'm sure that's going to be uh, uh, quite colorful and, uh, and gen- generate a lot of followers. Our Facebook page has thousands upon thousands of uh, followers, half a million, if I'm not mistaken. Isn't, isn't that right? Yeah. Actually, I was going to look it up because now I was curious. <laughs> well, while you do that, Nikki, uh, we should probably tell them about where they can also listen to the 501st cast. If they're listening to us right now, uh, maybe it's via our website at 501st.com slash podcast. Uh, but you can also listen to the 501st cast in a variety of ways, especially if you're on the go. iTunes, uh, Stitcher, of course, and uh, the uh, there's an Android app with thirty currently 33 different uh, Star Wars podcasts uh, that I've put together and uh, more on the way. And that's called the Star Wars. Wars Podcasts Android app, and you can find that on Google Play, as well as my website at hollownetaudiodramas.com or darkempireradio.com. So, uh, Nikki, how many followers does the 501st Legion's Facebook page have? Well, we have 735,976. Almost three quarters of a million followers of the 501st Legion podcast podcast page. <laughs> we wish. Uh, the, the Facebook page. That's really cool. Yeah, the cool. main page. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. How many followers does our podcast page have? Hmm, good question. And while you're Definitely lo- not as many as that. <laughs> and while you're looking that up, maybe I should probably tell them about... No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, it's a, it's a <laughs> few know, thousand. I know, my computer's so slow. I think it's a few thousand. The, uh, the Instagram page has, has 193,000 followers. My goodness. My goodness, Our that's really Bible really First cool. Cast Facebook page only has two thousand and seven likes. Well, Come on, people. It's something. Get over there. It's something. It is a listener base, and so that helps. Uh, but uh, definitely tell your friends, especially other Legionnaires, about the Five Hundred First Cast. I know that um, on on. The occasions when uh, the 501st uh, PR team does uh, link our new episodes of the 501st cast up on the uh, main Legion uh, podcast page. I keep saying podcast page. The main Legion Facebook page. Um, you know, there are people that actually post, there's a podcast? You know, they're surprised to learn about us. And of course, mm-hmm. the 501st cast, Nikki, you've been here since day one, has been on the air now for more than eight years. And uh, so definitely, definitely check out the 501st cast. Obviously, you're listening to us, but tell your friends, make sure that they check us out. And, uh, you know, it, it's a really good resource to, you know, to learn about the goings on of the 501st Legion as well. And, you know, prospective members uh, really, really get excited when they find out that there's actually a talk radio show essentially about this wonderful international club that we belong to. Definitely. 
Well, guys, I think that's about it. Shall we part ways? We've got more on tap for next month, and uh, I think we might even have a microcast uh, coming soon, uh, possibly. Uh, we have the new Noah Legion microcast series, which comes on uh, now on our podcast feed, uh, not Facebook page, but well, yeah, Facebook page too. It gets linked there, <laughs> and uh, I'm <laughs> yep. sure that we're going to have another local unit. We we tell uh, we we get we like to talk to our local leaders about their specific units, whether it's a squad or a garrison. And uh, we've got uh, a list of uh, interested parties on tap to talk to. And, uh, well, you know, you'll just have to stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, definitely stay tuned to the 501st cast. Yep, I'll bring my report in from London next time. So Excellent. That's right. You're going to Celebration Europe. And, uh, of course, both of you will be at uh, Celebration in Orlando. And uh, I'm jealous. I won't be going to either one. But, uh, yeah, bring your mics. Definitely. I'm look, definitely looking forward to uh, what I, I can listen to that happened there. Sounds good. The 501st Legion is a worldwide Star Wars costuming organization comprised of and operated by Star Wars fans. While it is not sponsored by Lucasfilm Limited, it is Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming group. Star Wars, its characters, costumes, and all associated items are the intellectual property of Lucasfilm. Copyright and trademark Lucasfilm Limited. All rights reserved. That's it, troopers. Join us next time on the 501st Cast. At this very library, because he... Uh, I think I'm missing some yeah, punctuation or something okay. there, but... <laughs> Lone Vader visited the want. Oh my goodness! Here we go. Nikki, do you want to do the next one too? It's kind of weird if I read my own report. <laughs> um, sure. Thank you. Saturday, June twentieth. Oh, sorry, I just hurt myself. I mean, as in not pain, but as in I—I I was hearing myself. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 Set. <laughs> yeah, I'm putting that at the end. No, no, no. Is it my turn? I think so. 